Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. Oh, I've got such a good episode for you guys today. And I'm really excited to talk about it. And if you've listened to the last episode, then you're probably aware of what we're going to be breaking down today. And that was my struggle, my meltdown that I had from my extremely bad body image day and what I did to fix it. Not only fix it, I do, I must say, is that I had such a big breakthrough in just how I'm feeling at the moment. And I'm actually really grateful this experience happened to me. So I'm really excited to share with you guys on how I navigated it and tell you a little bit more about this breakthrough pretty much. (laughs) Anyway, um, life update. As you know, I did not upload an episode last week because I had a really special guest planned, but due to unforeseeable circumstances, she was unable to make the episode. So I had nothing planned. So I just didn't do anything. So (laughs) I apologize, but I'm here. I am back and I am now taking it as a lesson of let's be organized and let's have a few episodes planned in advance. So that is what I am absolutely doing. So, life update here in Lombok. (laughs) Honestly, one of my biggest struggles right now living in Indonesia, if you haven't seen it on my Instagram stories already, is that I keep getting food poisoning. And it is so frustrating because Niels actually said it really good. He was like, it just takes your freedom away. And I know it sounds dramatic. However, When you can't go and train, when you can't eat delicious food, when you have to lay in bed and binge watch Love Island for three days, (laughs) come at me, but guilty pleasure. Sorry, not sorry. Then it starts to play an impact on your mental health. And for us humans, like I'm going to go a little bit deep here, but in order to have like a fulfilled life, you have to be living in alignment with your values. And for me, my number one value is actually freedom. And whenever something, you know, impacts that, it sets me on fire. So hence the reason I keep getting so angry about the fact that I get food poisoning. Plus, obviously, like you feel like absolutely shit and you can't move for like two days. This time it was three days. Anyway. But the story goes, is like, we went snorkeling. We hired this boat that took us across an island and it was so pretty. It's so stunning. And we get there, the water is so blue, the sand is so white. We go snorkeling and it's fantastic. Like, it's so beautiful. But then what do we do? We jump on a boat, back on the boat, and then he takes us to lunch. We pull up to this island and it's like, oh, this is amazing. Like, we're going to have lunch on the beach. It's beautiful. And then you think to yourself, you're like, does this place have a refrigerator? Do they have? No, they don't have clean water. We already know that. Should we eat the food? 
of course I'm going to eat the food. I'm freaking starving. Anything like me, like, you know, you can't get hungry because it literally does ruin the moment. It ruins the day. So yes, you eat the food, you jump on the boat, you go snorkeling again. It's amazing. Next day, you wake up, you can't move. <laughs> so it's a hard one, right? Like I, I try to avoid it and I try not to have this happen to me. Sometimes when you're just on a magical, beautiful island and the only access you have to nasty goring on the beach is sometimes you just got to eat it. And then sometimes you just suffer for three days. Anyway, that's that. That's what happened to me. And then what else has happened? Oh my God, we moved villa, which I'm like super stoked about. Our villa that we were living at originally, it's like on top of a hill. It has a beautiful view. The kitchen was outside. It was really beautiful, but it was so small. Like living in, if anyone knows like what a container house looks like, we're living in a container house. However, the catch was, is that the kitchen and the living room of the container were actually outside. And like, yeah, such a, so amazing in a place where it's not a million degrees and humidity, like 95%, we can actually spend time out there. <laughs> so Niels and I learned that having a space that only has your bed and a bathroom that's aircon to living in Indonesia was not it. So we have moved to this villa and instantaneously I feel so much more at ease. I feel calm. I actually have a chair to sit at when I'm doing my podcast and not just sitting on my bed. So life's looking really good right now. <laughs> um, so they're my life updates at the moment. Now I want to get into my body image story. And like I want to just preface this as the reason why I tell you this is we need to normalize that dealing with bad body image is so common. And I still to this day and who I've helped so many women with move through it is that I still struggle with this. And the reason why I can help so many women with this is because I know exactly how it feels to like look at yourself in the mirror and just have such negative thoughts or like, you know, every time you have a glance at your reflection, whether that's in a mirror, whether that's in like a shop front window, whether that's in the side of a car, like constantly looking at what you look like in that reflection and the control that it can have on you is so upsetting because it can literally ruin your mood. It ruins how you show up in a conversation. Maybe you go a little bit silent. Maybe you avoid certain things because you're so preoccupied in those negative thoughts. So that's why I really wanted to share this episode with you guys today in terms of like what I did specifically when I had this meltdown. Number one, to give you some tangible tips and maybe some things that you can implement to help you move through it and maybe some areas that you didn't actually realize were affecting you that you could be like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Maybe that could help me too. So let's start with story time. So it was my birthday on March 3rd. I had my meltdown on March 5th. On my birthday... We did my new branding photo shoot. 
Oh my God, I am obsessed with the new branding of the Thin Free Academy and how everything turned out. Like, I'm so happy with it and like pretty shocked that Niels and I did it all ourselves. We didn't have a photographer, like planned it out on Pinterest. Well, Niels planned the light perfectly, got the shots and it just really worked anyway. So we did the photo shoot on the Friday. Then over the weekend... I can't remember exactly what we did, but I was feeling like the whole weekend I was like, you know, when you feel like really overwhelmed and you feel like you just can't get a grip on things. And then sometimes maybe you just like, you start to avoid them because you're like, it's just too much. Like sometimes it literally feels like that you're stuck in quicksand. Like you're just sinking, 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 and then you can't get down. Well, yeah, that's how I felt to start off with. Then on Sunday, when we were out and about, we went for lunch, got to this restaurant and looked at the menu and I was like, there is nothing like that has a good source of protein that's healthy. And like, I'm not always looking for that, right? Like I am like soul foods, like eat for satisfaction, eat kind of in tune what you want. And because of that, like because I've just eaten so much, shit the day before when I went snorkeling because I didn't have access to any like wholesome healthy foods my body was just literally craving something really nourishing really fresh and really delicious so I got to this restaurant and yeah it wasn't there nothing was there then I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and what I saw triggered the shit out of me looking at my stomach looking at my body just made me feel so upset because all the thoughts flooded back in. Oh my God, I've gained weight. Oh my God, these pants look tight on me. Oh my God, I'm not progressing in the gym. Oh my God, I should be so much stronger than what I am. Like all the stories came hitting me at once. I came back and I sat down with Niels and I just started crying. Like I just couldn't handle it. And then, of course, what did I do? I found reason and confirmation of why this was happening in my life. The brain is absolutely wild, is that we have these beliefs that like, you know, oh my God, I've just gained 10 kilos overnight. And then it finds confirmation in things in our life to make that true. So, for example, what I did was, okay, I've had this bad body image moment in the mirror. So... I found reasons why for that to be true in my head. So the first thing was not having access to groceries. I don't have access to fresh meat at all in my supermarket in Lombok. I don't really have access to like dairy products or anything really that's like imported. Making it mean that I have gained all this weight and not looking good because I eat out every day. In reality, I knew this isn't true. The second confirmation that I came up with in my head is, oh, the reason also is because I'm not able to go for walks anymore due to my fear of the dogs. My Apple Watch is constantly telling me that my average step count is down to like 5,000 steps a day when you used to be doing 10,000 steps. I was making that mean that I wasn't doing enough movement, but in reality... What's actually happening is 
my appetite has actually decreased and I'm not eating as much than I normally would. And then the third thing that I found confirmation in is training in the heat. So making that mean that I was going back in my training when in reality, I know the training in the heat increases the total metabolic rate and anaerobic participation during submaximal exercise. So I know I'm going to hit the wall faster. I know that I'm relying on like my sweat to like cool me down. I know that training in the heat leads to fatigue faster. But in this moment, I was making it mean that I was not strong enough, not progressing fast enough. I've gone backwards because I'm not lifting as well as I was once and all the story. And the crazy thing was, is because fast forward to the next day, to Monday, I got my photos back from my photo shoot that I did on my birthday. And I, like I said, was so proud on not just my body. That's not it. I'm just so proud of what we were able to produce when we put our minds to it and really have a really good solid plan. I'm not very good at planning and create that. But yes, I was also able to look at those photos and be like, holy shit, Loz, like you have come such a long way in terms of your body. Like there was a version of me who couldn't say anything good about herself. Now I'm sitting here recording a podcast saying how proud I am of the photos. And I'm not saying that to gloat and I'm not saying that to brag. But I'm saying that it's possible for you to have that too. So the reason I tell you that is because what I was feeling the day before on the Sunday was a complete opposite to how I was feeling on Monday. And that's the thing with body image, right? It comes in and hits us when we're feeling really shit and an absolute low and it like it gets you. And it gets you when you can't rationalize the thoughts because you start believing they're true, even though they're not. And it's hard to believe when you're in the cycle of getting constantly triggers. And I see, I hear you, but hear me out. It takes work to be able to shift the perspective and shift your thought patterns. But there is so much evidence right in front of you to unpack and understand that these are just limiting beliefs that you have in and around yourself. I want to give you another example of how the brain sort of nuts this out. Because my mentor, I absolutely love her to bits. And she said to me, we see and experience the world through what we believe. So if you feel like, and if you believe in that specific moment, you feel like you have gained five kilos then what you're going to do is you're going to look for evidence to prove it right. So confirmation bias. So for example, nothing changes throughout your week. You know, you're eating the same, training the same, but then there's the addition of alcohol. Maybe you've drank, you know, once or twice in that week and then you get triggered. You feel bloated. Maybe you check your reflection in the mirror Or maybe you put some clothes on that maybe feel a little bit tight. 
So then what do we do? Is we assign meaning to must be the alcohol. It was the alcohol that made it happen. When in reality, the body didn't actually change. Because number one, what we see and in the moment, in the mirror, is not actually what's always happening in real life. And two, it's freaking normal to be bloated, especially in the afternoon, especially in your follicular phase of your period, you're definitely going to be holding water retention. Also, your uterus is literally grown. So the lower part of your belly is going to be more stuck out than it was in your follicular phase. Sorry, did I say luteal phase? In your luteal phase, is your body is going to be more bloated simply because your uterus is bigger in comparison to your follicular phase, which is also going to be contributing to uh, fluctuations on the scale and how your clothes fit you. So it's really easy to jump to these conclusions of, yep, it was alcohol. And in reality, it's this whole list of other things that actually could be going on without you even realizing it. Because the thing is, is that, like I say this all the time to my clients, is that in order to gain a kilo of body fat, you actually need to be eating 7,700 calories on top of your maintenance calories a week. So if you eat that, you're going to gain one kilo of body fat. So for me, like maintaining on 2004, five, six, depending on how active I am, plus on like, you know, a thousand calories on top of that a day is like, that's a lot of food. So an extra here and there, like it's not going to make you gain all this body fat. Anyway, I digress. So I want to break down to you guys what exactly I did. The steps that I took in order to move through this bad body image and to have this amazing breakthrough of feeling really confident in just myself and just feeling really confident in my own voice and my own decisions. So number one thing I did was specifically in the moment. I had to get out of my head and back into my body because the thing is, right, with body image, what happens is we actually get triggered into a fight or flight response because the end of the day, what bad body image is, it's protecting us from feelings that we don't want. It's protecting us from feelings of being rejected, of being lonely, of being abandoned. Because if I look a certain way and I've created meaning to that, that then I I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be accepted. I'm not going to be loved. So it's literally triggering our fight or flight. It's triggering our sympathetic nervous system. It's saying danger, 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 danger. It's our nervous system that is designed for us to run away from tigers. (laughs) And that's the thing is like so many things in our life are triggering this danger response, which once we used to actually, you know, Um, protect ourselves from real danger but now in this society it's we have to learn how to manage these responses because we're actually not in danger even though our subconscious thinks that we are ego thank you thank you for protecting me but we're safe and that's the thing that you need to do is we need to bring it back out of our head and back into our body to start up 
the parasympathetic nervous system. And that is our rest and digest nervous system. That is when we are calm. That is when we are not overthinking a million things in our head. And that's when we're able to come back into our body and into ourselves where we can make rational decisions and where we can anchor in to safety. So how I did that was I went to Neil's and I was like, I need to do something that is going to get me out of my head because right now I don't know how to do it because I was so stuck up in the noise. I was so stuck up in the stories and the ticking. It's like, oh, it's this, it's that. Oh my God, I don't have access to this. Oh my God, I can't walk. Oh my God. Like that's how it goes. So then I was like so caught up in it. I was like, I don't know what to do right now, but I need to do something that is going to completely distract me and bring me back into right now in this moment to this day. So what did we do? Niels was like, oh, let's go for a scooter ride. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Classic. I was like, you're right. But anyway, we did it. We went. And it was the best thing I could have done because I was able to sit back on the bike. I had to think about sitting on the bike. I had to think about what was around me. I had to think about the other motorbikes because sometimes I'm like, I sit there like really cool, but I'm like kind of stressing on the inside because I trust Niels on the bike don't trust the other people especially the tourists who are a bit scary anyway um so it really was able for me to get back into the moment and out of my head and that's the thing guys it's not necessarily just has to be journaling or has to do anything like it's just something that literally forces you to pay attention to something else so maybe it's like play a video game, you know, maybe it's something like watching reality TV show that you really like, something that's really going to pull your attention away from yourself and into something else. It's super, super important to calm ourselves down because then once we're in like a really calm state is when we can get really curious on our triggers and get really curious on our beliefs and why it happened. Because at the end of the day, what you have to ask yourself is what I'm actually thinking right now, is this actually true? Because you guys have to remember is having a belief is literally something that you've just told yourself over and over again that you believe to be true. That doesn't necessarily make it true, especially if you've learned it from an unreliable source such as social media. So you have to be curious. You have to be curious and bringing awareness to it is absolutely the first step. Then challenging them and finding evidence in ways that they're absolutely not true. So for me, for example, is that one of my triggers was, was because I didn't have access to good food like good nourishing healthy food all of the time and I was eating out so much and I know that that's not true because when I eat out like I know how to balance my plate I know how to eat until I'm full and satisfied I don't have any restrictions in my diet I never you know binge eat or anything I never feel guilty you know I have like a really healthy relationship with food and I know a lot about nutrition so I know how to like you know balance my plate um eat enough protein and all the jazz that I teach you inside the Fit and Pro Academy and I have evidence of that it's not true because like I got like photos and I was like, oh, well, you actually look really good. So finding ways to like debunk your thought patterns is vital. 
it's so, so important, and I must say this here, that having building self-awareness in terms of like what that means is like just knowing yourself at a deeper level, understanding you, who you are, and what your triggers are. Because the thing is that your triggers are not going to be the same as my triggers. So it's not like this one size fits all sort of approach. It's being like, okay, what's actually triggering you? Is it a specific pair of jeans? Is it a date? Is it feeling full after you eat? Is it looking at your stomach at different times of the day, right? Is it when you're really tired? Is it when you're about to get your period? Because it's really important to understand what our triggers are so that we can understand the meaning that we're making that mean as well as it's really important because like when we're in a vulnerable state, it's a really good thing to avoid the triggers. Avoiding the triggers, I think, forever is is not complete healing because I think we need to, you know, face the triggers face on and understand the meaning that we're creating and then create a new meaning for it. So that's, you know, shifting our belief system is really important as well. But, you know, when you're in this high heightened state, when you're feeling really tired, maybe you aren't getting your period, like it's a really good idea to consciously, you know, not even think about the, wearing those jeans, not even thinking about checking yourself in the mirror and every time you look at your reflection sort of thing. Amazing. So, yes, understanding ourselves is so important. The next thing that I did is that I made an appointment with my mindset mentor. Doing this stuff alone, guys, is tough. I struggled for years on facing this alone. And looking back, it's like, I relied on my partner and my relationship so much to help me with this. But what it was actually doing was putting a big wall in up between us. Like here's me constantly pulling myself down, calling myself fat and then relying on Neil's, you know, to make me feel better or coming to him for help or asking for his opinion and then him giving his opinion. And then I didn't like what he said. So it's like, you know, it's this constant battle that you're trying to find help in someone that you love but at the same time number one boys don't understand it for one and for two is that it puts such a strain on the relationship because like you can't show up as your best self you can't show up as you know as the person that they want to be around because then you're constantly just being so negative on yourself and negative on like everything that you're kind of doing in terms of what you're eating and exercise and, um, and whatnot. So it's really important, I believe, and I wish I did this so much earlier, is having someone external to help you with all this stuff. So that's what I did. I have my mentor and I love her to bits so much. She's certified in hypnosis, NLP, and she is just like a, I call her my genie because she has just helped me with so much stuff. And she's definitely one person in my life who I always go back to because she's just, the work that we do together is so powerful and transformational. So I made an appointment with her and I saw her and she really helped me understand what I was making like things mean and really pointing out things that I weren't aware of 
which is what I'm going to chat to next, is what I did was I had the session with my mentor and I took everything that we talked, spoke about. And then I had a really, really big journaling session, really, really big um, reflection piece. Also, just in here is I know someone asked me about doing a whole episode on journaling and I absolutely love that if you guys want to hear it send me a dm and I definitely will make a podcast dedicated to just journaling itself and how I use it um but anyway I sat down with my journal in the cafe with my oat cappuccino because I'm an oat cappuccino girl now and I asked myself some really powerful questions the first one was who am I comparing myself to? And I, <laughs> I think this is really ego, but I think I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't compare myself to people. I don't do that anymore. Like subconsciously, you absolutely do. Like it's freaking human nature. That's what we do. We judge people on every single day. Like it's primal. Like, do you want to reproduce? I'm going to judge you if you like it or not. Like that's it. That's what humans do. So I have to be really radically like honest with myself and be like, okay, who are you comparing yourself to? And this made me dig a little bit deeper. And there was definitely an element of social pressures of an ideal standard, especially around being like an exercise and fitness coach. Like I have to look a certain way in order to prescribe exercise. And I was like shocked that this came up for me. Because I pride myself in my knowledge. Like, I know I know my shit. Like, I have spent so many years studying this. Like, going to uni to have a degree as well as constantly putting myself, like, doing the work. Like, getting in the gym, learning, upskilling, doing personal development. And I can definitely thank my perfectionism for that and my need to be good enough. Like, that drove me for a really long time. And that's why I can sit here and confidently say that, like, I know a lot of shit about nutrition and exercise. However, there was this underlying belief of, like, well, you're not ripped and you don't have a six-pack and you don't look like these, you know, real ripped influencers. So why should you be giving exercise and nutrition advice? So there's a part of me that goes, you know, oh, yeah, just do a shred or do a cart or, you know, and you will fit the part. And then I'm able to rationalize it and I think to myself like, lol, I absolutely could get really shredded. I absolutely could lose a lot of body fat, but I fucking love my life. I love having a margarita on a Friday night. I love eating croissants on a Sunday morning with meals. I love like doing whatever I want really with my nutrition. So that's where I had to understand and learn like why I was doing that. And then I had to detach it and create a new meaning of like just because you don't have to be super shredded and super fit in order to give exercise advice. Absolutely not. What you need to do is you need to have a level of education and you also need to have proof that you can help people with it. And I absolutely have a level of education and I absolutely have so much proof that I can help people with this stuff. So it's just funny again, how the mind works. So that was absolutely driving this body image response. The second question I had to ask myself was what am I still not accepting about myself? Because evidently there was a part of me that 
still hadn't reached a level of self-acceptance. Because the thing is, is that self-acceptance is such a vital piece of body confidence and true transformation. And I can say that head over my heart because I've been there. I've lost 10 kilos and the size that I wanted to be and I, you know, I lost centimeters off my waist and like the smallest I ever had been. And I looked at myself and I was like, this is the unhappiest I've ever been in my whole life. It's because everything was still driven with so much hate. I didn't accept myself. I didn't accept who I was. I absolutely didn't accept my body for where I was at. So there was definitely still patterns running through my life, which I had to reflect on and be fucking honest with myself and be like, you are still not accepting this about yourself. So what I did to move through this, this is something I get some of my clients to do as well because it's such a powerful practice, is that I wrote a letter to myself apologizing for all the shit that I say to myself and reflecting on the pieces of me that I was still not accepting and moving to a place of of acceptance. Because the thing is is that this is this whole thing on this self-love journey, right? Like I don't believe that we're ever going to like absolutely love the shit out of every part of us. Like I don't really think that's realistic. However, I definitely do believe there's a difference between self-love and self-acceptance. And in order to truly move past through body image stuff, it doesn't have to be a level of self-love. It absolutely needs to be a level of self-acceptance. Because the thing is, is that we are who we are from the day we were born, right? Like we're the vibe. It's, it's who we are. And if we're constantly thinking that we're not good enough because we don't look a certain way or we're not funny enough or we're too much or, you know, we're, our eyebrows aren't perfect, <laughs> then we're never going to be able to be truly happy within ourselves because we're lacking that, that self-acceptance. So, yeah, I wrote a letter to myself and that was actually really emotional, I do say, but it was actually so therapeutic and so, like, I would say this was one of the biggest transformational moments for me because I was able to let it go. The next thing that I reflected on was that I realized that my perfectionism was presenting in ways that I didn't even realize that it was happening. And the more I learn about this, I'm like, oh, there she is again. Oh, there she is again. Things like eating perfectly, like having perfectly balanced meals all the time. Second thing, like training perfectly, like always making sure you're lifting a little bit more, always making sure you're doing that extra rep and making sure everything is perfect. And then if it's not perfect, then it's not good enough. Because that's what I was doing. I was creating my own story of nothing ever being good enough because it wasn't perfect. So this is something that I've absolutely also have let go. The next thing that I did was resting. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but that's the thing that I spoke about in the triggers before. It's really important to understand your season of where you're at in your life because like your bad body image is going to fluctuate. And this is really important for you to like be really self-aware and like reflect on your own life of being like, okay, where is my bad body image 
worse? Like, is it when it's a high stressful time at work? Is it when, you know, you've got a lot on on your social calendar? Is it when you're not taking time off social media, for example, right? So it's really, really important to understand where you're at and acknowledge that and respect that, self-respect. For me, like just going through this season of work at the moment, it's just really busy. Just really like split my Instagrams in half, just to really focus on the food side of stuff and then focus on the coaching on my other page and just running a podcast and, you know, um, showing up for my amazing clients inside the Finfrey Academy. It's just, it's turning into a lot. That's always going to happen with change, right? It's always a little bit overwhelming. So I knew like how I said at the beginning, it was like, I was like, you know, stuck in that quicksand, which also was a really massive trigger onto why it happened. So what did I have to do? I had to create space in my schedule and slow down. So I rested, booked a massage, 90 minutes. It's the only way to go now. Um, I just took time to come back into myself and come back to me. I'm also doing this new thing, guys, that I'm only starting today. <laughs> So I can't really say that I'm starting this new thing, but I'm just sharing it with you because I need some accountability. I want some accountability, guys. So if you guys want to do this with me, send a DM on Instagram. Is no social media before 8.30 and no social media after 6.30 at night. No spending time on the phone. And I did it this morning. And I, instead of grabbing my phone first thing, I know, toxic trait, I pulled out a book. And oh my God, I felt so much better. So leaning in and committing to that one. Moving on from resting. So the next thing that I did was I reflected on my life and I reflected on how much fun that I'm actually having. Like my job brings me so much joy. It allows me to be creative with like through content creation. It allows me to change people's lives So I have that deep sense of purpose of helping people that I truly love. Like, you know, breaking this stigma around how we have to eat nothing and move a lot and really helping women eat more with confidence and train smarter so they actually see results. It gives me a sense of growth because I have to constantly learn about marketing and messaging and better light and all the things that you have to learn in running your own business. It gives me a sense of, so fulfillment, growth, connection, significance. Like it it fulfills a lot of my human needs. So of course, what do I do? I spend a lot of time there. I definitely used to do this with exercise and nutrition. So if you're there, if your life revolves around nutrition and exercise, this is the same thing, right? I'm just kind of talking about the same thing. I used to do that. It's now moved on to business. However, when I was stuck in my body image, cycles that was happening for a really long time my life revolved around food and exercise and one of the things that I absolutely had to do was find some hobbies that had nothing to do with food and exercise well and now in my case business so I had to reflect on my life and I was like what are you doing for fun that's got nothing to do with your business um I said to myself um I don't know (laughs) so I'm on a mission right now 
to introduce more fun hobbies into my life. And now that I'm not spending near as much time on social media, I definitely have so much more time and space to do so. So I have bought myself a Kindle, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to get back on the Colleen Hoover train and read another book. So I'm going to to start reading. My second thing that I want to do is I want to create a capsule wardrobe. So now like traveling around, it's really important to have as little as possible in terms of stuff. So I need to like declutter and, you know, get some really like timeless pieces that like mix and match, but like, you know, only have a small amount of clothes. And then I dabbled with the idea of like getting better at like doing my hair and learning more about makeup and just more about that as well. Of course, full fashion, like just trying to do everything, too many things at once, but you know, we're trying, we're learning. So yeah, that's what I'm doing to bring more fun and joy into my life to help me, you know, have a more fulfilled life rather than just being hyper focused on one thing. And then the last thing that I did was anchoring into gratitude. And I know I've said this to a few times to my clients this week. It's like people throw around, you know, just anchor into gratitude, just be grateful all the time. And it sounds like surface level advice. But, like, the thing is, it fucking works. Every time I sit down and, like, think about my body and what my body can do for me, like, holy fuck, I'm just like, my body can do so many cool things. Like, going to the gym and, you know, deadlifting or going to the gym and doing pull-ups or going surfing or you know, going snorkeling, like being underwater and just feeling like a mermaid and just like, you know, just feeling so carefree and feeling just so good is that it can really shift the energy from hate to love, from being feared and driven by fear to acting from a place of, you know, excitement and happiness and true fulfillment. So anytime you are feeling a little bit, like, you know, overwhelmed, maybe you looked at yourself in the mirror in a, in a negative way, that is the moment where you need to anchor into gratitude. And I know it's hard. I know it's probably the last thing you want to hear. But honestly, like, it fucking works. And the thing is, like, everything I spoke about today is, like, actions that I took in order to fix this problem that I thought I didn't have. Evidently, there was still some underlying issues there. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, I took responsibility for it. And for years, I didn't. I just thought to myself, I was like, well, if I just restrict my calories more or if I just, you know, go for an extra exercise, if I go for an extra group class fitness, if I go for an extra workout, if I just focus on making my body smaller and fixing my physique, then like, you know, working on my body, that it was going to fix my problem. The thing is, it never fixed the problem. Most oftenly, it made the problem worse because I was constantly, you know, burnt out. I wasn't eating any food. I was irritable as fuck. I was, had like no energy in the mornings. So I was waking up being like groggy and being like, no, don't talk to me. So my actions that I was taking that I thought was fixing the problem was absolutely the opposite of what was fixing the problem. It's actually making the problem worse. It was actually all this stuff, like reframing my limiting beliefs and building a healthy relationship with food. But I think building a healthy relationship with myself was definitely the most um, important thing. So 
this is my message is that like going for an extra run or going to do another exercise session is not going to make yourself like you more. You may think that being in a smaller body is going to make you happier. I'm here to tell you it won't. Self-acceptance. Learning how to stop negative self-talk. Acting in alignment in your values. Being able to be yourself. Being able to be unapologetically yourself is the freaking vibe. And that's the shit that works. Not going for an extra run or eating under 1400 calories. So I really hope in sharing my experience shows you that you can act and you can heal and you can take responsibility for achieving results. And just with breaking some of the stuff that I did um, can really help you in hopes when you're having, you know, high stress moment, fight or flight, know how to calm yourself down and taking some tangible tangible steps and really being able to reflect on everything that's causing it, not just, you know, going back to restriction. It's actually a lot of other things that you need to be focusing on. I am currently just like so happy at this point in time sitting here recording this podcast because I'm taking my sickness that I had, even though I had food poisoning, I know, but I am making meaning of it and I am making that mean that it was an ego death. It was me having this transformational moment of going through this over the last two weeks and just being like, yeah, she needed to die. The part of me that was just so caught up still in it and just was so busy and overwhelmed and perfect, she needed to die. So that this, I could be myself (laughs) and that sounds so wild but oh my god so yeah that is my story guys if you guys relate to this please let me know send me a dm on instagram because i would love to know how you're feeling with it if it helped you at all please let me know if there's anything else you want me to talk about please let me know and with all that being said i appreciate you all always thank you for being here and i will see you in the next episode